Ask the Podcast Coach for November 19th, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. And joining me right over there, the one and only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you and happy pre-Black Friday Saturday all week long. And really, isn't Black Friday the whole year? Isn't like it seems that way. Like Black Friday in July. Well, <laughs> well, remember when Amazon had like Prime Special, yeah, Prime like Day. double secret yeah. probation sale, two, two Prime days. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, and well, it's the the height of consumerism and capitalism here in the United States. God bless capitalism. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and every time you turn, I'm already getting like our Black Friday sale yesterday. So on yeah. Friday. Yeah. I was getting our Black Friday sale is live. And I was yeah. like, and I was in um, Walmart last weekend and they had, first of all, you're stepping over all the giant large screen TVs that are everywhere. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. At, everywhere. Yeah. And uh, I was like, wait, Black Friday isn't for like another two weeks. What's the deal? But they're like, nope. 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 Started in June. <laughs> we're, we're here for you. So yeah. it's, uh, th- there are, maybe we'll talk about this a little bit later. Well, there are maybe some things folks are waiting for yeah uh like uh i don't know maybe a new coffee maker yeah maybe a new, no i love my old okay. one but i could look for a black friday special how about you help me out <laughs> some sort of new correct machine uh and of course <laughs> that coffee pour is brought to you by our good friend mark over at podcastbranding.co if you need new artwork or if you're a brand new podcast you just need artwork really mark is the guy you want to go with Uh, I have a member of the School of Podcasting that is doing a Santa Claus podcast. Uh, Santa Says, I believe, is the name of it. And he went to Mark. And the minute he showed me his artwork, I said, that's Mark, isn't it? He goes, yep. And I go, it just looked amazing. So if you need artwork, if you need a lead magnet, if you need a whole new website, if you want to see Mark's work in action on a website, go over to congressionaldish.com. He did that for uh, Jen Briney. And Mark sits down with you one-on-one to figure out what your show is about. He's going to listen to it. He's going to talk to you to kind of get your vibe so that everything is in alignment with your brand, from your artwork to your website to just the whole vibe of the show so that it doesn't jar your audience. So if you want to look good, because remember, they see you before they hear you, check out podcastbranding.co. Of course, big thanks to our friend Dan LeFebvre over there, based on a true story podcast, based on a true story podcast.com. His uh, most recent episode, 216 Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, surprise, surprise, not totally factual. The movie, <laughs> not totally. I got a chance to listen to that. And uh, you might want to, too, if you're looking for something to listen, because the holidays are coming up and maybe you need a new podcast or something to fill in some time. Give it a listen based on a true story podcast.com. Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. And if anybody is listening to this later and you go, wait, why is my computer notifying me? It's not your computer. It's mine. And I have since turned that off because I'm sitting here and just hearing bring, bring. And I'm like, what is like, like, I don't have much. Yeah. I think we're okay. 
I think we're okay. So, yeah, I think you threw out a, a great question. To, we'll throw it to the chat room. What are you hoping goes on sale for for Black Friday? I yeah, uh, what, What's Santa need to bring to the house that you're going to buy, obviously, right? Yeah, I, you're not gonna you're not gonna make your family buy you podcasting equipment. Just go buy it. Make sure you <laughs> keep the receipts for tax time. Those kinds of things. Yeah, I um, I'm pretty much set. I have a, I think I have a sickness in that I keep buying courses. So now I have a, I have Neil Patel, which is free. Go to neilpatel.com/slash/training. He's got a, a bunch of courses. So I'm I'm going through his SEO. I have one on copywriting from Neil Headley, who's been a guest on. The show I have, and I just bought Story Worthy, uh, which is one of my favorite books on storytelling. Matthew Dix has put that out. It's storytelling for business. Uh, and I I was looking at that last night and like going, you know, A, when am I going to find the time to go through all those? And B, right. you probably, it takes some time to put those into action as well. And so I have, uh, I'm just doing what I'm doing with Spanish. I spend about 15 minutes a day learning a couple new Spanish words. And I'm just like, when that's done, I'm going to go over and do one lesson in one of those and um, just move it along. But uh, Jim, well, the end of the year, Dave, maybe a good time to stack those up, right? If you've got some holiday time and you're doing something different, we often set goals and do new things for the year. Looking at at, at 2023, it's hard to believe we're saying that already. This year has flown by, right? But that strategy for you may work out as far as just having some extra time, little chunks at a time, implementing things. I, th- I think that's probably the best way to implement stuff in your podcast anyways is a little bit and test it, a little bit and test it, a little bit and test it. Don't be in too much of a hurry. You yeah. you do too many things, too many SEOs, too too many different things. You don't know what you did that changed anything. Yeah. Right? So kind of, you know, put it in, measure it, uh, figure it out, yeah. come back to it, try it again, some of those kinds of well, things. Well, what I've done is I've made a folder in my browser that just says learn stuff. And then like right now I'm going through a copywriting stuff. And I was like, I need to do one course. Don't do a lesson here. And I'll, Cause then I'll, it's pushing 12 peanuts a half an inch. Whereas if I just grab yeah. one course yeah. and just keep hammering that, uh, that'll go through there. But uh, it's, it's uh, the other thing that I, I thought we might talk about is because um, well, you just mentioned, you know, holiday time. I am going to blow through. I have the the weirdest but best situation is my family, most of my family goes to Florida for Christmas because that's where their in-laws are. And so we end up having Christmas like December 10th. So I have Christmas. It's It's just not on December 25th. And so what happens then is the rest of the world like takes off because they're doing the holiday. I've already had my holiday. And so I can just blow through stuff because everybody else is busy opening up their presents. And I'm like, yep, did that about a week and a half ago. I'm done. And so that gives me some uh, some free time. But uh, do you consider 2022 done? Like, is it with the holidays and stuff? Is this just yeah. one of those where you kind of go, yeah, put a fork in it? I think for most things, you can't have, I mean, we're, we're recording this November 19th, yeah. right? 2022. For most people anything you do now probably i mean we're close it's coming up christmas thanksgiving here in the united states um yeah i'm i think i haven't there's nothing i could do right now or i want to do right now that'll necessarily have that i have to do in these months that would have an impact in these months i think everything i'm thinking about is you know we spent some time last week talking about why i'm struggling with my podcast a little bit but 
everything I do now is probably I'm thinking like first or second quarter of next year. That's just, that's just the way I'm thinking about it. I'm not doing anything, any small things that would probably have an effect here towards the end of the year. I know some folks are, I mean, this is for some podcasts. So this is the time when consumers buy, right? And so they might be selling things or maybe an opportunity to offer black Friday deals of your own stuff or they're, Maybe opportunities, the merch that you have going out, they'll, they'll make great Christmas gifts. And so there may be some opportunities of some marketing, if you're not doing some marketing, you could be doing right now to drive some of those sales. Yeah, DR says it feels like the world kind of shuts down in a way, but between Thanksgiving all the way through the first Monday of January. Yeah, that's that's kind of true. Yeah, a little bit, um, sort of. I mean, certainly we're we're doing more things together. And so I, I don't think for everybody it does. I think for some, this is, it's the sun is shining. It's time to make hay. <laughs> you know? Uncle Marv says it's Black Friday season. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it that's, is. that's accurate. Yes, that is accurate. I'm kind of looking forward to this. Uh, and Coach Dave mentions, you know, the season that's coming up ahead of this is, uh, behind, yeah, ahead of it is tax season. Yeah. Uh, at least here in the United States, we're going to be in the thick of it here before you know it. Right now, let me tell you, right now would be a great time to start pulling receipts. What did I do during the year? What can I write off? The tax codes are changing almost daily here in the U.S., it feels like. So make sure you're up to date on what you can and can't do. And have a plan, especially if you're spending a significant amount of money on your podcast. Have a plan to write some of those off. Get a tax consultant. If that if you don't know how to do it, find somebody who does, right? Yeah, I, I that's something I want to... And that's actually the other thing I thought we could talk about is if if we're kind of considering 2022 is like, all right, probably not going to do any big changes. But I asked in the, the school of podcasting group, I'm like, all right, what's one thing you're going to be working on in 2023 in regards to your podcast? And so like somebody spit out, all right, uh, in terms of download numbers, I'd like to get up to 5,000 downloads a month, um, other people. So Jim, do you have anything in 2023? You, you might be... Uh, like I might do this with my podcast. Yeah, you well you coached me last week. We had a whole <laughs> a whole section where the both both the the chat and you kind of coached me on my podcast. I think I came to the conclusion this week what I really liked about that the this is Home Gadget Geeks. This is my tech show that that I do on Thursday nights. Is it helped it used to help people. <laughs> like I did it to help people much like this show. This is why I I'm not, I don't struggle with Ask the Podcast Coach because we get to answer questions. It's relevant. We're helping people. Home Gadget Geeks kind of settled into just an interview kind of thing. I was having mm-hmm. other folks, and that's okay, but I just had lost my, I think when I was talking with Dave uh, Hamilton over at Mac Geek Gab the other day, he said most of his podcast runs off of the audience questions. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't get any questions. Of course, I don't ask for any questions. And uh, like I had lost, I think I'd lost touch with the audience. And so this Thursday, I just canceled the show and did an open, just an open call. And let's said, hey, if you want to come talk to me, let's do this thing. And that kind of helped me cement in like, yeah, I kind of did this to help people. And I'm not really helping people. So I think in 2023, again, I, I, I probably won't just change this next week. Right. But begin to morph the podcast back turn the rudder (laughs) just slowly start like okay how do i start having some influence on by the way when i think about that i get really excited you know i'm like yeah that's it okay got it figured it out lost my way a little bit on it yeah let's get back to helping people and let's get let's get on let's get boots on the ground as they say to start helping people with their technology problems 
that can really put a lot of, you know, gas in your tank. When you see that you're helping people, that's for, at least for me, that's always been a big motivator of uh, that. So we, we actually have somebody on um, wisdom looking to come in. So I will, Elizabeth is going to come up. So uh, I'm glad I put this where I can see it. I looked up, I was like, oh, because remember last week I figured Maybe it out. for 2023, yeah. our resolution be like watch wisdom. Wisdom a little more, yeah. yeah. Elizabeth, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. What can we help you with? Hi, thank huh? you. I'm a, a health and wellness coach. I've been doing it for four years. My question, because I am new to the podcasting world and I do create content on all of the social media platforms. Um, and I never used to be into that, but my my team encouraged me to do that. And because they felt like in order for people to know what type of coach I am and what I offer, they need to see me, they need to hear me. So my my question is, since starting the podcast, I noticed that I've been very open about my mental health challenges which is what I often help people with um, because there's more than one ways to take care of your mental health challenges other than a prescription medication. You can look at who you're hanging out with, how much sleep you're getting, what you're putting into your body. And that was my intention across all of my social media platforms. But since discovering wisdom, I've noticed I'm doing something much different. I'm being much more authentic and honest about my mental health challenges. So my question is, when you are saying you're a mental health coach, how much should you be sharing personally? For one, because the two can get blended and then I don't want to scare off potential clients because when I'm speaking about my mental health challenges, most often they're from the past and how I've come to have the voice I have now. So clearly I've grown, but at the same time, what prompted me to ask this question is yesterday I did the open poetry. There was an open mic Mm -hmm. and I shared a poem that was very, to me, dark because that was the place I was in when I wrote it, but also it was very, uh, very honest. And I would hate for anyone to hear that and say, I don't know if I want to work with her because she had those such dark thoughts. So how do you separate when you feel like you want to be your yourself? You want to be, I want to be a coach that I can guide and lead my clients to discovering how powerful they are Right. And and understanding the how much fear can be involved with making any changes, but without scaring them by being very open and honest about what I had to go through. It's a really good question that that spans beyond the mental health world when when we think about podcasters and the things they share. Right. I mean, and it's an. It's important in the mental health world, and we, we have to disclose Dave and I are not doctors. We don't have a degree. We're not therapists. We, don't, we didn't even stay at Holiday Inn Express last night. So we're not any of those things. But when you talk about sharing those things that make you vulnerable, right, there's, there's no right answer on this one because 
you, you just don't know how the audience will respond. In some vulnerable moments, it may open the door to have a significant conversation with somebody who's really struggling in that area. For It, it may trigger others, right? And so th- this, is, this, this is the hard part about it is the how much should I share is n- there's no definable. Yeah. Like, I don't think anybody, and if people do, I'd be really, really careful with their advice on this. There's no right answer on how much should I. Yeah, I think um, I go ahead, Dave. Well, for me, vulnerability is, and and you have to be careful because I I think some people like they just open up the mic and like just start bleeding, and I'm like, no, nah, that's you don't want to use it as a marketing approach. But I know I did an episode once where I was kind of like like you were talking like the mental challenges of podcasting and like right now uh, the other day there is a there's a stat called listen notes and there are people that are putting it on their website going look I'm in the top one percent and I keep going that's a bogus stat it's a horrible stat and what's killing me is I have people go yeah I don't care I'm still going to use it and that I find that depressing that I'm finding people that are somewhat kind of like, uh, and it just, so I did an episode once kind of on that thing. And it was weird because it really, I just want to let people know that what you hear on a microphone is not always the actual, like you're not getting all of me. You're getting me doing a presentation on podcasting. Here's what's going on behind the scenes. And I had a lot of people say, man, that was a great episode because, you know, we just hear you talking about the good side of podcasting. And I was kind of like, well, here's some of the stuff that really, that I struggle with. And I understand your question because you want to be, you know, this this icon that people can lean on. And you're worried that if you show, you know, a, a crack in the armor that, like you said, they might go, I don't know if she wants to be my coach. But on the other hand, I think when you show that you're human and like you said, I love the way you put it. I'm talking about things I thought in the past and here's how I overcame them. Well, now that's a lesson. So I, I kind of like that idea. But uh, I'm with Jim. I don't know if there's a. I always say be careful what you talk about on the internet because it writes in ink. So I always say be careful talking about, you know, uh, partners or family members or things like that because they didn't ask to be in the podcast in some cases. Absolutely, yes. And I'm always very careful about that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I don't know if that's a good answer. (laughs) From Like we're like, well, you got to kind of figure it out. But I think sometimes you do. Absolutely. And I... And it was very helpful um, because there are, it's a big world and there are so many people in the world with so many different personalities and in ways that they grew up and things they adapted to because, or they inherited. And so they have their own belief system. So I think it's what you helped me realize it will either resonate with some people that and they say, you know what, that's the kind of coach I want to work with yeah. because I want to be honest with myself and she's clearly being honest with herself. And so I could get those people and then I could possibly, there, uh, every coach is not for everyone. Just yeah, like right. every friend is not necessarily for you, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. just because you're, yeah. and, you know, so, so that, that definitely helped. Uh, Jay in our chat room said, if someone holds whatever you shared against you, they're not right for you. And you made a great point in that. I, I would say in a way, maybe the the barometer, I guess, is to be yourself. If it feels natural, I guess, in a way, because like Daniel J. Lewis is a good friend of mine. And Daniel is 
much geekier than I, and I say that with love, much geekier, much tech. He gets into the really the technical details and goes deep. That's his style. And I am much more of like, hey, here's what you need to know. And so it's a different style. And Daniel and I have both have said, had people go, yeah, I tried to listen to the other guy, meaning Daniel had guys listening to me and I had guys listening to Daniel. And they're like, yeah, that guy's not for me. Like Dave's too goofy. And other people said, yeah, Daniel's a little too dry for me. And so I did a thing in my last episode that I got off on a tangent and I did it on purpose uh, because I was having fun. And that was, I started talking about up with people because it was, I was getting like PTSD from the seventies because I was saying, if we all create perfectly safe content, we'll turn podcasting into up with people and up with people was really boring back in the seventies. And I was surprised to hear they actually did stuff in the nineties. So maybe that's something, you know, and I, I, when I listened back to it, I was like, yeah, Dave, you're not really talking about, you're, you're talking about podcasting and let's not make it too safe because safe can be really boring. I was like, but you, you could say this quicker. You could, you could cut this down. And I'm like, mm. yeah, but I'm, I'm having fun. And I'm glad I did that. Cause I had like five people, which if you're new to podcasting, getting any kind of feedback is always amazing. When you have five people on the same episode go, dude, that was so funny. I was laughing along because they were, you know, older like me. And so, and that's why I did it. I knew the people that knew up with people were going to laugh and have a good time and it'd be entertaining. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to, just going to leave that in there. So Dave, I, I think we dance this fine line in, in, when we're vulnerable, right? When we're out there saying it and sometimes it's appropriate and sometimes it's too much, right? And, yeah. And that line is so thin. It's razor thin and it's hard to know for sure if, if you did it. You know, in Elizabeth's case, you know, she's feeling a little vulnerable this morning. Like yeah. She said that the person said, said, well, Brent, uh, Dave, it looks like maybe Elizabeth's back. So she's can, back. Yeah. Yeah. You want to, we can, but, but Elizabeth, it sounds like you're feeling a little vulnerable this morning in that there's a there's a little bit of when you when you think about oversharing there's a little bit of imposter syndrome in there like should i have been saying that do i have the right to say that was it too much how's it going to land on people well guess what you said it <laughs> so it's out there right yeah. it's been released to <laughs> yeah. the internet right um the 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 it's going to land well for some and maybe not land well for others and that's the consequences of the, of what we do on these microphones whenever we put ourselves out there right Dave and I do this every week and there's some weeks I get done and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have said it that way or, you know, maybe we shouldn't have done that. And I think those are the, those are just the byproducts of what we do. And you have to be able to, I think, say, well, okay, it worked for me, may not have worked for others. I'm going to continue to go on because I feel like it was the right thing to do. The, the, the point or the, the backside of that is if you evaluate it and you go, "Ah, I shouldn't have done that be okay with that and then change some things in the future. So you don't put yourself in that same situation again. Yeah. Right? And you also don't beat yourself up because that's not, not too much. Yeah. Not, not too much. I I do think there's some valid, you know, like yeah. when you do something wrong, I think there's a moment where you should go, Oh yeah. <laughs> like, Ooh, uh, I shouldn't have done that. Like that's that remorse, I think helps us not do it again. I think it fuels better performance, Yeah, but certainly don't let it debilitate you. You know, and, don't let it become to a point where it, it's stopping you from continuing to do good things. And I, I would also, before you make any huge changes on assumptions, see if it 
like what if what you said actually impacted somebody in the way you don't want to. When I was a musician, I had a, a singer that was somewhat famous for always making a start just a little late, and it drove me bonkers because I was ready to start right on time. And then it dawned on me, we never had a bar owner or wherever we were playing. Nobody ever complained. Hey, you guys went on five minutes late. And I was like, okay, so it's bothering me, but in the end, it's not really impacting anyone negatively. It's like, it's, you know, don't, it's, if it's not broken, don't fix it. It bothered me that we were going on late, but in the end, it wasn't really affecting anybody. So if you say something and you're like, mm, not sure if I should have said that, well, let's see if it offended anybody first before yeah. we go doing an apology. True. True. Yeah, right on. Elizabeth, does that any, do you want to respond to that, any of that? <laughs> Yes, um, all of this is very helpful. You're right, it is out there. And just because it's out there and I feel vulnerable today, I am, as being a, a health and wellness coach, I, I often tell people to take some time to figure out what they feel in their body. And I noticed for me, it was it was a very vulnerable feeling. Um, I But... And not a feeling of regret because I feel like every choice we make, just because I did one podcast where I was very open, I have the opportunity to do other podcasts. And so they're going to see other sides of right. me and as well. What's uh, what's your website? My website is currently down, which is a, a whole nother issue, but I'm at KIGlifecoach.com. There we go. Did you have any other questions? Because we got Russ in the wings here. Oh, no, that was it. Thank you for listening. Oh, thanks um, for coming I've on. Thanks I've for the question. Thanks, that, Elizabeth. That was a great. Yeah, thank you. That was a great you, question. You, it was, and, and listen, I think it's uh, Russ, hang tight for one second. I think it's it's the struggle. I mean, she's, Dave, deeply struggling with what I think a lot of podcasters struggle with. Right. We put ourselves out there and then we go, oh. <laughs> like, was that the right yeah. thing to do? Was that enough? I mean, I think deep inside, we all have that struggle. And, yeah. I, and, and I think uh, good on her for, for talking about it. Like, I think sometimes we don't have anybody to talk to. I think if you're a podcaster and you're struggling with this, find somebody to talk to. Well, and especially you know? when in her, you know, I think she said yeah, I know she she's in life and health. And I was like, half of uh, when I when I did my weight loss show, half of that was about mental health. Because yeah. that's yeah. a lot of times that's why you're running to the fridge is because you, you hate yourself. <laughs> Physician heal thyself, right? <laughs> I mean, exactly. in this, in that regard, right? It's, it's, uh, it, but it's a very vulnerable spot. I think we all struggle with it. I don't want to minimize that. I think we all struggle with it. Yeah. So, anyways, Elizabeth, thanks for calling in. And uh, we've, we've brought Russ in here on uh, at YouTube. And again, we're at uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live or, in the case of Russ, he just jumped in at askthepodcastcoach.com slash join if you want to ask your question that way. But uh, if you're like, uh, I, we, Jim, do you remember uh, Russ had this lovely little project he was going to work on? Yeah, ten, ten, Russ, you had 10 uh, interviews that didn't work. There was a power problem, right? Is that the, yeah. the, the did, did I summarize that uh, appropriately, Russ? Yeah, just about. You can hear me, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, um, flying in the face of your best advice and my best judgment, I decided to go ahead with the 10-person roundtable podcast. You and I, uh, we talked a couple weeks ago, and you thought that possibly, as I did, that the power to all the equipment was the problem. I brought in the Jackery power supply, like we discussed, 
Everything lit up. Everything worked perfectly. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got it there, set it all up, just like I said. And I noticed that the power from the wall was not able to fill the Jackery power supply as fast as the equipment I had could drain it. Oh. So, so basically, the bucket was emptying faster than it was being filled by the power from the wall. And so I think they have a problem, but I didn't, and it solved everything. I just wanted to Good. share that with your Good. listeners. We advised you against 10 people doing it all at once. Did You got that done. How did it go? Well, the first of all, the ladies were incredibly nice. Um, I had nine people total, and on my L12 mixer, a Sterling headphone mixer, so I could put that out to everybody, plus a, a headphone splitter, so everybody could have headphones. Uh, I had, what, SMBs um, all hooked up to cloud wow. lifters. And the ladies were so nice, they really did not talk over one another at all. Not appreciably. I mean, there's background noise and all that. Right. Um, and, and with the L12 into Hindenburg, you get 12 channels. You can see, nice. you get 12 channels plus two that uh, make up for stereo. So I could see everything as it was happening and what bleed there was. Yeah. So I'm going to have to do it by hand. I think it would probably melt my computer if I try to do it with um, isotope, do all the de-bleed, I mean. Well, yeah, you could do uh, Waves has, I think it's NS1, which is basically just a noise gate. But yeah, that would take a while because it's going <laughs> to, when you export that bad boy, that's the thing I've noticed. The more plugins you add when you go to export, you're like, wait, it's only... You know, I just ate my whole lunch, and it's only thirty percent done. It's like, oops. So. Oh no! So, and on uh, Isotope, some of the uh, like the D reverb and the D bleed. Yeah, I basically set it up. And I go to bed, and I set the alarm for a couple later hours later, and it's still crunching away. Hmm. So no, it actually so the um, the cooperation of the people yeah. made all the difference in the yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. oftentimes. Oftentimes, like that's the X factor is the people. Like if they're talking over each other, if they're having bad mic technique, if yeah. they're doing things they shouldn't be doing, right? All that stuff is really hard to get out and post. So the 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 cleaner the people are, oftentimes the better it is. Hopefully you don't have somebody attacking you from behind right now, Russ. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you heard that right? Yeah, I did. no, I. Sounds, so it sounds like it went well. I mean, I think you could probably talk about the details of all the things that yeah. went anytime you have 10 people, right, go on forever. But, I mean, it does sound like it worked for – I mean, were you happy Were you happy with the end result uh, of the of the audio that you got from them? Did it, is it going to work out? Yeah, I've listened to most of it on the track-by-track uh, track on Hindenburg. Oh. And, well, it, and some of them I have to boost up a little bit, and some yeah. of them I have to clean up a little bit. Uh, the only real complaint I had that is nobody's fault, but one of the SM7Bs had a slight bit of a pickup from, and I'm going to say 60 hertz from the uh, the mm. uh, fluorescent lights. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And before I yeah. and we and I'll just take that out with Isotope, but the yeah. um, the trick was apparently getting a better cable. I tried a, a few things, and I really had to get yeah. going with the interview. So we had the hum in the background, but then before I left, I swapped the uh, cables with some other I brought, and it went right away. So those cables are in the trash. Russ, before you did all that work of individual, you know, I'm not a big fan of, like, individual tracks. I just am not, right? So I'll come at it from that perspective. Go ahead. Any thoughts of just dropping that into Audacity, and, or I mean into um, 
Afonic and like letting it like make a first run at it to see if it could bring the levels up for you and clean up some of the some of those things without having to go into isotope and do individual tracks. Well, there wasn't one until you just suggested it. Alphonic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. I don't use Alphonic. I use yeah, uh, yeah, Hindenburg. Yeah. Um, right, right. I also have uh, Descript, and I'm. My thought mm-hmm. was before I go too crazy, is to drop the master track into uh, into Descript and let the studio sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do what do its magic. With Descript level and stuff, Dave. Is oh, that, yeah. I don't, I'm, you're you're more familiar with yeah, that it, than I it am. It cleans it up, and then when you export it, it goes. What do you want to export? And I just say peak, and it basically acts as a levelator. Then, so it's it's pretty slick. The newest version of Descript just came out of beta. So, and their they okay. their CEO did an announcement where they're they're part of some AI thing that gets funding, and they're hoping to get millions of dollars, et cetera, et cetera, and that whole nine yards. So. Yeah. Well, the script, the script has an update about every five minutes. Really. Yeah. <laughs> every time I every time I log on to it, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, all right, yeah. get off, uh, get back on. Uh, Dave wants to know where can is this public yet, or is this going to be a private thing? Oh no, it'll be public. I just have to finish it, okay. and I will before next weekend be yeah. ready is my plan, and I, I can uh, let you know about it then. Would that be fair? Cool. What? Where will you post it? Well, it'll be on my podcast, if um, I may. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, for sure. I don't know. Um, my podcast is called Claremont Speaks, and it's a hyper-local podcast about people, events, issues, politics, whatever, in my little uh, shire of um, yeah. Claremont, which is about 50 miles uh, east of L.A. And what's your website? ClaremontSpeaks.com. That's the right choice in my book. There we go. And I used, per your recommendation, PodPage. Nice. 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 Good. Good, good and work. I think Pod, uh, the, the guy at PodPage got a little mad at me, I think. You know, he was like, hey, I need all kinds of feedback. So I gave him like 20 questions. Mm. And he told me, uh, why don't you go check into... Um, WordPress. Well, there are times... You and know, I'm like, wait a minute. You know, really? I'm trying to help you out here. <laughs> well, it's... it's uh, Every product has like, this is what we do. This is who our target audience is. It's like we had a guy that gave us literally two pages of things he wanted to see on Ask the Podcast Coach. And we're like, why? And I mean, it was detailed like, hey, on on last March at the three minute mark on episode blah, 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 you did this. I think we should do this. And we didn't really implement hardly any of his suggestions because he wanted to steer the show in a way that we don't want to go. And it's like, so there's a name for that person. Again, we appreciate the feedback, but you're not our target audience. This is kind of what we do. So if you try to steer a product kind of out of the path where they want to go or what they're doing for, it's not that he doesn't appreciate your feedback. He's just like, yeah, that's not what we do. And if you need more flexibility, then go see WordPress. Yeah, I I totally get that. And they were just, and I felt bad because I was, really just making suggestions yeah trying to be constructive not like hey you know why don't you do this it's just like hey here this would be helpful or you yeah. know what have you and i just said you know what you have is good i was just hoping that maybe you would do other stuff some too. of these and make it even better that's all i, I stuck well with it. yeah 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 better for you may not be the coding may not be better for him right from that well that's okay from that standpoint yeah, yeah. but i mean yeah well that's know, what he was saying you know like hey but well, he asked for feedback and i gave yeah. it to him so there yeah. you go you know yeah. right on 
It's his web. It's his deal. Do it if you don't. I'll use PodPage for all the other ones that I'm going to yeah. do. Yeah, right. So yeah, that's fine. Anything else we can help you with? I had two other quick questions. Okay. okay. Uh, DBX two eighty six S mic preamp. Yeah, got one in my closet. I, okay. Well, then that tells me how uh, useful you find it. Well, I just I, I use the um, Shep's Omni Channel plugin from Waze, which does work with Hindenburg. And it does everything the DBX does. It's a noise gate. It's a compressor. It's got two DSers built into it. And I want to say it's, I don't know, 50, 60 bucks. And it doesn't take up part of my desk. I mean, I love the DBX. Don't get me wrong. It was a great thing. But I just, I found this plug-in and I was like, oh, surely it can't be as, oh, wait, hold on. Wait, it does this and that. And if I wanted to, I could even make myself sound like Nine Inch Nails and distort my voice. But I've yet to find a use for that one, but um, yeah, I'm I'm not against it. It just it took up part of my my desk um, and found this plugin, and I was like, you know, now on one hand, right, I don't sound as good live as I used to because I don't have you know the big bottom going on here, but you know, I'm going through a Rodecaster which has it built in. So for for me again, I don't need it because I'm I've got a Rodecaster. Uh, Dan in the chat room says, I used to use a DBX-286. It was useful when I lived next to the Air Force Base. I only stopped using it because the storm killed it. Yeah, that'll that'll do it. I have a... Because uh, it uh, says it takes out room noise. Uh, what a noise. No. Like, like right now, my furnace is on. And when I shut up, you don't hear it because I have a noise gate. So a noise gate just says, look, you have to be at least this loud to right. get through to the microphone. And, but in room noise, like if I put my microphone away and talk louder, you know, um, it doesn't remove that kind of room noise. Um, but it, it's, it. so it's, yeah, you, you can't make bad audio better with a, with, with, a, with a piece of equipment. Yeah. yeah. Like you got to have really good audio to start with. Yeah. I mean, you can do some trickery and clean some stuff up, but it's best to have the best possible audio going in first. And then enhance it with some of those kinds of things. So it won't re- it won't remove room echo, like that's if the, that's it won't just reverb, right? You, I mean, listen, there's ways to do that, but let's just fix the room, yeah, right. <laughs> if we can, well, yeah. on the ten person roundtable deal, it was in a stone wall basement, yeah. Which yeah. and and the they were yeah. nice enough to turn off the uh, the HVAC, so that did walk on it, but there was still a little bit of the the noise, yeah. and I thought, okay. And the other thing is that apparently that trying to get four more microphones out of an L12 um, by going into the banana plug ones, uh, Zoom says do not plug oh, yeah. microphones yeah. into those. And I was right. thinking that the EBX could make that possible. And they said, no, don't even, no, no, those are for instruments like guitars and whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. Uh, Jim, I think last week you talked about doing podcasts for corporate internal use. Mm hmm. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah, we do that. We do that from time to time. And I kind of think that approaching the regular businesses that in my little, you know, Berg here uh, to do podcasts, it, it just isn't working. They don't get it. Yeah. The group of ladies that I'm trying to help, they get it. They're after it 100%. They're very excited. But the usual retail guy just doesn't care. No. Now, my thought is, though, I've looked at a couple things. Talk to people that do it for like a big medical group or some type of type of, you know, spread out organization where it's um, like right. a charity or something like that. 
And I just wondered, and I'll get off when, and listen to your answer. Um, is there anything you can offer me on like the approach on how to find folks that would be interested in this? And then second, what the pitch could be? Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have both. You can either hang tight or if you want to drop All it, right. you can, but I'll, I'll wait. Okay. So uh, I think uh, the, the pitch is, I think it works best in situations where it is, where the, where the communication does is dispersed, right? I mean, you got people all around the globe or you've got them in different locations or you're, you're in a situation where you need to have one person or a group of people communicate with everybody in a way that isn't like a town hall. You know, you can have these town hall meetings, call them whatever you want, all hands meetings, whatever you want to call them. Um, uh, when I was I was working for this company, oh, I don't know, 20 years ago now, and our all hands meetings were super expensive. Like they'd bring everybody together for four hours sometimes and that information they would put out in an all hands meeting could have been a podcast. Like and they could have, you know, they could have run that downstream to everybody and said, hey, in fact, at one point, this is pre iPhone days when we were talking about it. I said, buy an iPod for everybody. And then if four times a year you do the all hands communication stuff via the podcast, like it, those will pay for the podcast for the for the for the um, for the iPods. Well, oh, so, that's, so basically it's a financial break even that you reach really quick. Yeah. Yeah. You okay, start good. thinking about the expense of that, like. You know, hey, we'll give you an iPod. You listen to these all hands meetings on your way home or a walk in the dog, whatever, right? Recoup that time that you're doing something else and work when you're, when we need you to work, right? Type deal. If you do a dollars and cents of dollars per hour and you get a kind of a standard labor rate for that across an organization, that's pretty easy to justify pretty quick. The question is most executives just have a hard time seeing that for whatever reason. They just kind of go, no, nah, I just want them there. I just want to talk to them or I just want to send, you know, I just want to do it the way I'm used to doing it. And they're afraid that audio is going to get out. School's out. Um, they're afraid yeah. that that audio is going to get out and it's going to land somewhere and that, that that's what they don't want. So that's that's a big struggle to get it done that way. Yeah. But for an internal thing, they would have a password to get into it, right? In theory, yeah. yeah. And there's lots of great ways. Today, there's way more ways to do that than there was, you know, 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. So big, big time. Because you know. the thought was to have them do, instead of a memo, instead of an email, instead of a Zoom call, you know, most of what everybody's interested in probably can be covered, like you said, in 20 minutes. Yeah. And that's the, and that's the, the, the time of a commute. Well, Russ, here's the deal, though. Not every executive has a podcast. Uh, you know, these things are different than just talking in front of people sometimes, and they get really weird. You put them in a microphone, and they get really weird, and that, that you, you know. Yeah. So, I, yeah, Dave. I mean, my first job out of college, I was a copier technician, and we would have uh, technicians and sales guys driving 45 minutes to the office because it was in Canton, and I was coming from Akron. We had people coming from way down south, blah, 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 to get in there and say, we need more, we need to do more service calls. We need to up our number of that. We need to up the number of this. We need, and I'm like going, if I, at the time I was like, yeah, if we had had a podcast back then, cause this was before podcasting was around, yeah. those people could have been listening to the, Hey, go win one for the Gipper speech on their way to the first call. Right. You know, and it's like, we would have been more productive, but we yeah. just wasted cause that was 45 minutes one way. So there's an hour right. and a half out of the day. I'm in the car listening to somebody go, be more productive. Well, I could have been more productive if I wasn't driving to the office. But you're right. A lot of people don't get it. I was at a medical conference, and 
it was for internet marketing and I was talking to a woman and I, I said, you know, she's like, yeah, we, we're just, you know, at this point it's kind of coming down to who can service their, you know, we're trying to focus on bedside manner because everything is so digital. And I said, oh, you should start a podcast. And she goes, I would love a podcast. She goes, but my boss absolutely hates podcasts. I go, well, like, what do you mean? She said, and I quote, we will never do a podcast. And I go, why? She goes, she just hates them. So you're going to run into those people like that, that heard the three guys, one brain show. And they, they think that's what podcasting is. And I even said, but look, yours will stand out even more because you're going to do it right. And they're like, nope, I'm just here to tell you, you say the word podcast, my, my boss vomits instantly. And I was like, all right. So there are those people that aren't going to get it. And you know, the, the, many people at this conference were like, Hey, we've done it this way forever. It's working. We don't want to add anything new. Yeah. So, Russ, you got to try though. You got to try. Yeah, and I and will. just ask, just ask, and just say, "Hey, look, it can save time and money," and and they'll say yes or no. Yeah, you know, but don't don't self sell. And I know you're not gonna, but this is to everybody else. Don't don't you say no? <laughs> yeah, because then you don't know for sure. You know, make the pitch and then let them decide. All right. Well, very right. cool, guys. Thank you yeah. for the advice and for yeah. listening. I hope I added some value to your listeners, yeah. and um, I'll let you know when the. 10 people the track round is table yeah. is up yeah. and ready. Cool. Yeah. Come, come, come back and we'll drop it in chat. Yeah. Thanks for us. Right. Cool. Have a right. good weekend. Yeah. yeah. Great talking to you. You too. I love the school bell uh, behind the, I was like, <laughs> oh, it's time, it's time for recess. <laughs> is it I, recess time? I think I, it is recess time. I have a tape of me, me and my grandma playing radio. It was W H O M E. And uh, she said, um, what, what are your favorite studies? And, she, and I go, what are studies? And she goes, you know, like your classes and stuff. And I go, oh, recess. And she goes, recess is your favorite study? And I go, yeah. She goes, yeah, that's my favorite too. So, so funny, oh. man. I'm like five years old. But uh, before I forget, I want to take a second to say thanks to our awesome supporters. And uh, I want, I wrote somebody down. I pick, I picked a random person. Do you remember who I said? Uh hey. Go oh, Ed. Ed. Yeah. Ed yeah, from yeah. SonicCupcake.com. So if you are looking for an editor or need some help, uh, go check out Ed at SonicCupcake.com. I, the whole recording, yeah. So thank you, Ed, for being an awesome supporter. And uh, we mentioned PodPage earlier. If you'd like to try PodPage, go over to TryPodPage.com. If you want to learn PodPage for free, go to LearnPodPage.com. And, of course, if you want more Jim Collison, and who doesn't, Go over to TheAverageGuy.tv and check out Home Gadget Geeks. And if you're thinking of starting a podcast, well, if you wanted to start a podcast in January, like today would be the day you wanted to like really get it going. Uh, but that doesn't mean if you're listening to this in December, you missed the boat. But when you think podcasting, go to schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code ASK and that will save on your either 30 or month or 30 or monthly. Yeah, your monthly or yearly subscription. And for more information, go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And whoever, there was one person that was waiting on wisdom, and I see where they are no longer waiting if you're like, hey, no lines right now. Uh, you can always, and how you do that, we're live at, on YouTube. So you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. You can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join, just like Russ did, and jump right into the video. And for the record, if you're listening on Wisdom, Russ had his camera off because we do realize it's Saturday morning. Maybe, uh, you know, you're in your jammies. And, uh, of course, on Wisdom, if you're watching, just click the little plus sign 
uh, underneath my uh, blinking head, and that will uh, bring you in. So, um, does wisdom have the ten? Is it a ten minute limit? It has is a ten what? minute limit. I think yeah. I can adjust that, which is not always bad. Right, right. <laughs> knowing knowing you're up against, I think that that helps you kind of go like, okay, I better get to the point on this thing if I'm gonna be up here. I think that's probably why they do it on wisdom is to kind of keep. Because, you know, the two of us could talk for 90 minutes without without right. a break, no problem. So other people can, too. And so I think that just uh, that kind of keeps things. So like Uncle Marv says, phone lines are open. Yeah. Remember when we used to do the phone? Yeah, I remember that. I Dude, I found, I don't know where it was, but I ended up clicking on a, I was in my YouTube channel, and it was Ask the Podcast Coach from 2014. Really? Have we been doing it? That yeah. And much? it was a, my voice was higher. Yeah. And I, cause I'm looking and I'm like, wait, what office am I in? I'm like, okay. I'm in Cleveland, you know, and it was your Cleveland office. I was like in my the, Cleveland. It, yeah. I, I had a Did white you have the banner. I had a white behind? background behind me. It was completely, okay. I had like one of those fold out green screens, but it was white mm -hmm. and I was talking into a 2100 and I was just like, Look at, and you know, my, both of our hairs were a little darker. A little darker. Yeah. You've grayed faster than me. And sure. uh, my face was much thinner. And I was just yeah. like, wow, if we've been doing it that long. And like, we have, we have. Yeah. yeah it's been, it's been good. Um, there are some, we, we kind of started the show talking about Black Friday deals. Yeah. And, and uh, right now, if you're listening, if you're, if you're, you know, the, the AT2005 is the inexpensive way to go from the, Audio Technica side of things, fifty nine, but coming in at fifty eight dollars. These are U.S. dollars. Uh, is a Samsung Q two U. So maybe you know, maybe an aspiring podcaster friend needs a Christmas gift. There's yeah. a, there's also Amazon's got a lot of deals where you can get a head, you know, you can get some some headphones or some other things associated with get get a, a boom arm. In Russ's uh, situation, you know, folks that were in a wheelchair can't get the mic to them. Maybe a, taking a boom arm or two with you. That's got the table clamp to it might right. be one of those things where you go on live or I duct tape some of those right duct tape works hey whatever gets it done you nobody know, sees it somebody's in a wheelchair <laughs> little duct tape you're straight up. wait that would not don't be go good there, Dave. No, don't go there Dave. don't go there Dave. so the uh speaking of things the, you regret after yeah, you say yeah, it. you're like oh i should have pull that one back um but I used to carry, I'd buy some of those inexpensive boom arms that yeah. they didn't sound the greatest. You know, they had the springs on the outside, yeah. but for live and local, they work great because you didn't, you just didn't, you weren't moving them around that much, right? Just get that mic to that person that might be farther away uh, from the mic. So lots of different ways. I think over the next couple of weeks, there's some great opportunities to to pick up some of these deals on some things that you may not have in your podcasting arsenal, um, especially if you're doing local and live, you know, you want to have some gear to take with you. So there you I, go. I really do need to empty my closet though, because Sweetwater has a thing where you can sell yeah, your stuff and they take a small percentage if you take the cash or you keep a hundred percent of the sale if you get it in Sweetwater credit. And I was like, Ooh, that's, that's yeah. Why wouldn't you take the credit on that one? Yeah. It's like, cause I know I mean, they're, they're competitive. Will they match Amazon? They do pretty you know? much do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've never had to, I, every time I go over there, they're the same price, same free shipping. Hey, Dan, I think Dan LeFebvre had a question out there earlier. Uh, Dave will need to get his nerd on for this one. 
Uh, go ahead and read it, Dave. Yeah, it says, can you export a wave at 48 you know, hertz or whatever it is from Descript with a higher paid plan, or is it always only a M4A? I'm going to try to do this here. My answer is I don't know, to be honest with you. I just oh, know yeah. when you go to share, I can say I want to export an audio wave uh, here. Which, which plan are you here, on? Sam, uh, I, I'm just on 30 bucks a month, whatever the okay. plan that is. Okay. Um, but okay. I did see an option here. I don't know why it wigged out on me. Sample rate. Yeah, I can export it 48. So um, it's always tricky, though, because they always have this thing where you go, I want to share, and they give you a bunch of stuff you don't want. I'm like, wait, I want to export. Well, somebody wanted it. It's that's Yeah. This is, <laughs> This is always the problem, you know, going back to Russ's, you know, f- uh, yeah, feedback. Sometimes or companies listen to all the feedback that they get. And yeah. then now they have 8,000 options, right, to, yeah. to do things with. And he says, oh, good to know I'm using their free plan. So I had a feeling that's why I wasn't seeing it. So very, very possible, there right, that upgrade. What's the next? Is there an upgrade? Uh, uh, is there a next upgrade? I, or are you at the first paid level? Do you know? I, I think I'm on the lowest paid level that there yeah. is. Um, that's 30 a month? Yeah, 30 a month. Yeah. And that's the whole, um, I will put this in the chat for, room. For Russ's sake, you know, we were talking about dropping his file either into Descript or dropping it into, I said, Auphonic. I think I'm on the, I, I buy the web version and I think I'm at like 11 bucks a month to, to and I get like seven hours. Yeah. And that's good enough for me. And uh, and, and I think there's some, Russ, if you haven't tried, I think Alphonic has a trial. You give it. A, you yeah, they give you X amount of hours. So yeah, the only yeah, thing I good. always have, I usually will run things through a noise gate first before I run it through Alphonic because okay. I am found so many times where it it increases a breath. It thinks a breath yes. is a word, and I was like, is there a setting that I can say, you know, don't boost things because that's what it's meant to do is level things out. And I'm like, but. All of a sudden, you know, there's a talking. I'm like, it's a guy it's on a painful. Yeah, it's painful. Yes. Yeah. So um, for anybody listening, if you want to check out Descript, support the show dot com slash Descript is my affiliate link. So we'll just throw that out there. But I, I did see the uh, uh, kind of a trend where people are starting to overthink again. And I think this is for me, this is like podcasting season. Like this is where people start to think about it and they want to do it in January and that whole nine yards. So I start to see an uptick. And then in February, there's usually a huge cliff where everybody who thought they were going to start a podcast decided it's not worth it. But things like, is it a good choice to start my first podcast episode with a guest? And I was like, and, and in true fashion, the answer is, well, it, it depends you know, why are you starting your podcast? If the goal is to position yourself as an expert, no, probably don't start with a guest because you're going to position them as the expert unless you want to do the Jerry Springer at the end and go, what did we learn today? You know, this one time, that kind of thing. So it always comes back to why are you doing this podcast and what is the goal? Uh, I was, um, again, going back, it's kind of fun sometimes to go back and listen to old episodes and at the end of not so much the thing I was talking about, but an older episode of another show. And I think I had seven calls to action. I was like, wow, if I was coaching me, I'd be like, yeah, figure out what you want to do. And, you know, can we narrow that down to maybe two? One would be great, but like two or do the do the uh, website sandwich 
where you go. You know, you can sign up for our newsletter. You can uh, become an awesome supporter. You can blah, blah, blah. It's all there. Askthepodcastcoach.com. And then you kind of say it at the beginning and then you say it at the end. So you yeah. have one call to action. But um, I, I think if your call to actions are consistent, if you word them the same, yeah. if, you, if you're saying them each week, I think get three or four in there and it's just fine. Listen, I've, I've been listening to podcasts before and they'll do a call to action. And I, this is a podcast that I might have been listening to for six months and I'll go, you know, I just need to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, 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 the, the marketing does work over time when, when I'm in a situation and I'm ready to accept that CTA. And if you just, mm-hmm. if I, if there was just one CTA, I, I may, I may have missed the boat on that. And it's like, yeah, I do need to sign up for the newsletter or right. yeah, I do need to go do this thing. So I, my own, we differ a little bit on this, but, but my own philosophy and what we've seen play out in the Gallup podcasts is uh, make them quick. You know, you don't want two minute CTAs <laughs> right. for, for, you know, you don't want eight two minute CTAs, but I think if you, if you're quick and concise and you're, you're, you're saying them um, in, in a, the same way each time. I think you need to get a couple more in there. So that's just my thoughts. A, and I would script them. Yes, I would. DR, oh. DR says, sorry. Can you do your CTAs on a scripted intro or outro? I, totally, you can. I, I script them. So I do a live reads, but they're scripted. So, and I say them the same way all the time. That's the way I like to do them. You figure out what works best for you on that. You can do anything that you want, but figure out what works best for you and your audience in that. But that's what I say. Yeah, it's um I, I know there have been times when I do um and we have somebody on wisdom coming up in just a second. Um when I do any kind of ad reads or things like that, I always have to write it out because otherwise I look up and I'm like, wow, I just did a you know, two minute 30 second ad. I'm like, that's not going to work. So right. Right. Uh, scripting them all definitely helps. So uh, we're going to bring up, I'm waiting for their name to pop up. Whatever. Mr. Smith, we could call you that. Um, <laughs> so welcome to the show. What can we help you with? Oh man, Dave, I've seen you in the education, uh, I guess, category along with me for a little while now. And so when I saw you were doing a live talk, I was like, I'm going to come in and meet this guy. Yeah, there we go. What's your show? Uh, well, um, I've got a, I've got a podcast I haven't produced in a while. It's, uh, the growth farming podcast. Hmm. It's about, you know, building relationships and, uh, cultivating self-love within and attracting good things into your life. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I hosted a, a podcast for a long time called the DIY artist route. And that was more of an interview show with musicians and entrepreneurs and stuff. Um, but, uh, I kind of set that aside about two or three years ago, I think. No. What did you learn? Hey, what'd you learn from those years of doing interviews? Because everybody, I think, approaches interviews uh, pretty different. And if you were thinking about podcasters who do interview shows and you were going to give them maybe a, a point, a, a, you know, a little advice, one or two things that you learned about interviewing people, what would you say? Well, just to give a little, I guess, backstory, backdrop to the podcast, it's been about um, 19 years, 20, no, 22 years in uh, broadcast media. So I worked on a radio station in public radio, and that's really where my uh, interview, um, I guess, prowess came from. And then I just carried it over into doing podcasting. Yeah. But yeah. Um, to, answer the, to answer the question, A, I think doing research on the person that you're going to be talking with and asking questions that are not only you know pertinent things for your audience, but also things that you're curious about so that it's yeah very um, heartfelt and, and heart-centered 
when you're having those conversations that really carries over in the dialogue that you have. I think all of us have had uh, interview conversations with people where you can tell that they're just rattling off questions, but they don't really actually care about them. Um, and there's a different dynamic that takes place when you're interacting with somebody and it's more of a conversational tone than it is. Let me ask you this question, then this question, then that question. Yeah. And that ends up communicating so much more to your audience as well, because then they feel like they're a part of the conversation and not just somebody listening to, you know, somebody rattling off uh, a series of questions just to get through a, you know, a, a sound piece or something like that. It's, it's um, I think you, you sense that or you feel it when the the host or the guest interrupt each other, just to be honest, like I know we sometimes yeah. say like, I ah, don't do that. But in the normal course of conversation, we do that. And I, I think it's it's more genuine when, you know, Dave will say something and then I, I have this thing and I'm like, no, 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 we get, you know, you jump in on it. And it it creates I think it creates energy in the interview that you don't get when you just politely. Now, you don't want to do it every time. Right. But when you politely wait. And they finish and you're like, oh, yeah, that's great. I've caught myself doing this. Like, oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. And then you move on to the next question, <laughs> right? That gets a little, yeah. you know, that gets a little like, oh, yeah, he's got questions written down, which is not bad, right? It's not bad. None of this stuff mm -hmm. is bad. But I get, I, I, I think sometimes I love you use the word passion in the interview. And you can kind of mm -hmm. tell when someone's passionate about the interview by how excited they get or even their tone or cadence changes when mm -hmm. they, they have a personal aha moment in the, in the interview, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I yeah, think, yeah. you know, going along with what you were just saying about, you know, maybe even sometimes interrupting, uh, there's been times where I've had questions written out that I, I could foresee that, that this is where I, you know, thought the conversation might go or some talking points that I wanted to have and some things I wanted to bring up with the person. But then as I'm getting to actually talk with them and interact with them and hearing, I mean, here's, here's the big deal. I'm a storyteller. That's a big part of what I do. And as my storytelling, I guess, has developed, I recognize that so much of that development actually came from having conversations with people and following their stories as we're having those conversations. And so when, you know, you ask somebody a question and they begin to tell you something about their life that you didn't know anything about, but it's like really inspiring and really interesting going off the beaten path and, and just asking those curious questions to build on the story that they're telling you, there might be something inside this person's story or inside this aspect of what they're sharing with you that's so much deeper and so much more powerful and so much more interesting than the stuff that you came up with to talk about and allowing yourself to go off the beaten path and follow that trail wherever it's going to go could lead to an not only an even better conversation and an even better interview, but actually making these really heartfelt connections with that person. And I've experienced that countless times. It's turned into friendships outside of the interview that I didn't know I was going to get to have. Yeah, absolutely. I always have like whatever, five or six questions on the, I, I have them on my left side of my desk. I have a piece of paper in front of me with a, a pen that doesn't click. And I ask the first question and I listen to that uh -huh. answer. And from there, it's like, do I ask a follow-up question or do I go to question number two on the sheet? And many times mm -hmm. it's, I just listen to what they said and go, oh, wait, well, how did you get involved with such and such? Or what was the, what made yeah. this work or whatever? And I always have that piece of paper there. So for some reason, there isn't a follow-up question. I can go back to kind of my game plan. But a lot of times it's, you know, oh, wait, let's, you just said something that, you know, I remember once I was interviewing somebody 
And they, in their answer, they said, I know I needed to do something to stand out. And I just wrote down on my piece of paper, stand out. So I could go back to listening. And the minute it was mm-hmm. the minute she was done with her, her answer, I said, Hey, you mentioned that you had to do something to stand out. What did you do to stand out? And so that got into a whole thing of how do you do marketing in a different way? None of that was like, I didn't think we were going to talk about any of that, but it was just a matter of following a little, you know, snippet that the, yeah. uh, the guest put out. So awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What's uh, what's the name of your show? I'm going to be doing a show in about an hour oh. uh, called Story Storytelling Saturday. Nice. And when I come on and thank you, when I come on and I do shows, uh, I'm sharing my original short stories. Nice. Cool. Thanks for jumping in. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Well, well, thank you guys for being so accommodating and, and welcoming to me. Uh, it's, it's good to meet you, Dave. What, what's uh, Dave? Uh, who's your partner? I, I didn't hear you. Oh, uh, Jim Collison from the average TV. He does a show called Home Gadget Geeks. Oh, awesome. That sounds fun. It is. So yeah, we have a good time with it. Thanks. Yeah, take care. Thanks for jumping in. You too. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. We'll see you. Right. Dave, we might have a record wisdom day. I think so. It's a uh, <laughs> holy cow. I know Russ kept coming into the like the backstage area and leaving yeah. comments and I was like, no, the comments need to go on the the live yeah, part. Join us at the podcastcoach.com slash live is and um, DR had a, a question here as we, uh, man, I don't know about you. Does this seem like it went pretty quick today? I was like, yeah, we had some great guests. Yeah. That was, it's been a ton of fun. What if you're trying to get people on your newsletter? I love Eric K. Johnson's comment on this. He goes, most people don't wake up and go, oh, it's the weekend. It's Saturday. I hope I find some newsletters to sign up for. <laughs> you know, um, it's, uh, you know, that's where, uh, or how do I get them to go to the website? So to go to the newsletter, um, you know, what do they want? I made a, a podcast launch checklist. So if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash checklist, you can can get a checklist. Because um, some people are like, I don't know where to start. So it goes back to who's my audience, what do they want, give it to them. And then go to your website. This is where travel bloggers, I'm interviewing Gary Arndt uh, from Everything Everywhere. And he was like a world-class photographer in the travel industry. And as you might imagine, COVID was not kind to him. And uh, so we're talking about how he used podcasting to rebound. But if you have anything on that's remotely visual in your podcast, if you can say, Hey, we're talking about this. And, you know, I was in the, whatever I was in Italy and there was this beautiful little red boat on it. I took a picture of it. And uh, if you want to see it, it's on the website, my website.com slash whatever. That's always a good thing. And anything where it's like, I've given you, three fourths of something, which hopefully gets them, you know, interested for more information, go to the website, yada, yada, yada.com. So it's, it's, you're kind of almost like screening them out. Anybody that heard this should be interested and they'll go there. And then, uh, as you have a service, you're trying to sell, there are things you can do without selling. Uh, so I had a, a client of mine and, and she said, I'm not getting any speaking gigs. And I went and listened to her podcast, listened to a couple episodes. I said, you never mentioned that you have, that you're a speaker. I said, so number one, you have to let people know. And as most people say, I don't want to, I I feel salesy when I do that. And I get that, but you you have to let people know. And and if your talks help people, you're not, you're not selling them something, you're helping them. And I said, all you have to do is say, I was speaking at a, a high school to some kids about such and such last week. And somebody asked this question and I thought that'd be a good answer. There you go. Now everybody knows that you talk to high school kids, so you don't have to be 
you know, this Sunday, you know, I will be speaking at <laughs> such and such. Should it be one of those for a month and then next month a different one? Boy, that's really up to you. That goes back to. I don't think so. I yeah. think you got to get them in there bunches. Yeah, that's where if right. you want to, you can do the the website sandwich. You know, uh, come visit us at askthepodcastcoach.com. You can go out there and be an awesome supporter. You can sign up for our newsletter. You can leave a comment on the blog. Everything's there, askthepodcastcoach.com. So it's one call to action, right. askthepodcastcoach.com. Here's why, because adults love why. When I uh, my, One of the things that just was beat into my head when I was getting my teaching degree is adults love why like you can go to a two year old and go two plus two equals four and they go, okay. And then they run away. You say that to an adult and they're like, wait, how does that work again? You're like, oh, hold on. See, we have two apples. Then you had two apples. The whole thing is. So what's well, the value proposition, right? I mean, wh- why should I do what you're telling me to yeah. do? It's well, the value proposition. What happens is when I go, I hear people, and they, you know, they're they're doing their their outro music, and they're like, "Hey, that's gonna do it for this week." Uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Dave Jackson on Facebook. I'm at SchoolofPodcasting.com on Instagram. I'm at SchoolofPodcasting.com, and of course TikTok at SchoolofPodcasting.com. Sign up for the newsletter at MyWebsite.com. Site. I'm like, wait, what? And so yeah. what Jim is saying is, if you repeat that enough, they might remember those episodes. I get that. I just know that. If I asked you now, what's my TikTok? You'd be like, Dave Jackson, Dave podcasting. What was yeah. it? So yeah, no, you, you you make a good point there too. You're also shouting at us. So like yeah. immediately I'm like, oh, I'm going to stop <laughs> listening. Uh, Cause he's shouting his, he's shouting his information at me. Yeah. Yeah. You, you make a good point, right? If you just, if you're just rolling through the CTAs. Yeah. That, and I hear that. Not, I mean, my, I, the one yeah, guy yeah. had eight I, in a row. And I've done that. I, I, in fact, I just did an episode a while ago, and I said, "Well, that's four calls to action. I think I'll stop here." Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like just enough. Uh, no, right? I mean, it, it's a, it's an art, like everything else. Of like, how do you do it in a way that doesn't turn off the listeners? But how do you do it also in a way that when they're ready to take on the CTA, they do it? Right. And the thing is, you have to figure out again why am I doing this podcast? Right. And if it's I want right. clients. And you go, hey, leave me a rating and review. Is that going to help you get clients? Is that going to put money in your pocket? And I'm like, no, it's social proof in the event you're going for advertising and they want proof that you have an audience. Is that what you're doing? No, I'm trying to get clients. Well, in that case, uh, please rate and review me. Don't, don't, that's, that's a waste of a call to action. So that's the one that always gets me. I'm like, really? It's uh, okay. And remember, please, that 70% of Europe is on Android, not Apple. So when you just pimp Apple, Apple, and more Apple, okay, you know. And also, uh, you know, when you're promoting stamps.com, um, 70% of your audiences or however many percent is in Europe is going, yeah, I don't want stamps.com. I don't want the, I don't go to the post office. So. It's always fun. Uh, well, yeah. and apparently we need to add my name. I, I learned this week we need to add my name to the Wisdom app so they know they're getting both of us. Yeah, I'll have to, to figure out, change my name to Dave Jackson. Is there a description? Like when you start the, like there may also be this other voice because they don't, they don't see. No, like, they just see. a great example. They just of, see my blinking head. Yeah, yeah. They just see you. This is a great example, though, of 
of fit and finish or in, in UI development is we're thinking like the wisdom listeners are assuming they're getting you and who pipes a show into wisdom. That's not what it's designed for. Right. right? It's designed for one-on-one communication. Well, what I should do is, is it says, um, it just says, ask the podcast coach. So what I need to do is expand on that and put like, ask the podcast coach with, Dave Jackson, Dave and, Jim Jackson Carlson, and Jim Collison, yeah, yeah. that yeah, kind of thing, yeah. and just to, that'd probably be a, a good way to just so folks that are like, who who's that other voice? Like, yeah. that's weird. That doesn't sound like Dave Jackson. Is Dave is Jackson? He, it's multiple personality theater. Come on. <laughs> but um, as we do get ready to walk out the door here, if you are a this has nothing to do with podcasting, uh, but it does have to do. Actually, it does. I will tie this into podcasting. The new a Christmas story. Christmas on HBO with Ralphie and all that. I didn't realize this. There was a Christmas story too, which was an obvious money grab with no thought to it, but it was quick and easy and it was horrible. This one, whatever, 30 years later, so well done without just redoing the first movie. And I, you, you have to watch it to the end. The end is like, Oh, that was, it was just great. And if you like credits, they take screenshots from the old movie and put it right next to the new movie because you don't realize it, but they were doing some scenes very similar. So that's that's my pick of the week if you're looking for some holiday movies. Uh, it's on HBO. Also, the Weird Al movie is available. I didn't realize this. You can watch the movie on Roku without having a Roku. And that was uh, silly and fun. So, Jim, what's coming up on uh, TheAverageGuy.tv? Yeah, I took the week off, but if you want to go to the live page right now, theaverageguy.tv slash live, Dave Hamilton, the other Dave in my life from Mackie Gab is on. And we spend a whole bunch of time thinking and talking about kind of the Apple infrastructure and where it's going and, you know, some of those kinds of things. So even if you're not an Apple guy, it's a fun interview. So head out there Uh, today. The CTA, a little bit different. Theaverageguy.tv slash live. There we go. And on the School of Podcasting, Jim, you're going to love this because what have you been saying is the way to grow your show for a little while now. You're like, ah, I think it's coming down to this. Do you know your own well, answer? Yeah, yeah. for me, it's uh, to help people. Help well, help people, but in terms of promoting it, you've, you've been saying, I think we're going to have to start paying for promotion. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah, we, sure. we talk yeah. about this week yeah, on yeah. Uh, the School of Podcasting. But we'll see you next week with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach. 